Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Mm. Good morning. <laughs> you are just all full of it today. Well, you didn't wait till I finished drinking my well, little right, sip Well, right, but there. first you were like, let me get my cough in, let yeah. me get my sip in, let me, it was too many things. We're right. on a time budget uh-huh. here today. All right. We have two boys coming back from football camp within a few moments, probably. We might have to pause, I don't know, maybe it'll be 20 minutes. Um, one of our boys is at church at a day camp. Yep, Camp Ch- Chrysalis Day Camp. Camp yeah. Chrysalis Day Camp, the youngest, he was very excited about that. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of people there. I think we had yeah. 32 folks signed up. Which is, Oh, there was more than that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, there was a long line in good, the door today. Good, good, that's great. I think, it seemed like a lot of people. Um, yeah, he was excited. And the dog is going to be very quiet because he's just gone on a long walk. Nice long walk at Cibolo Creek Nature Center. Great place to walk your dog. And he's and lying yeah, down he's, panting. Uh, even though he's a Texas dog with short hair, he doesn't really do well in the heat. No, nope. so. so that's good. Yep. Oh, and we went to a, a party with Elvis on Friday night. Yes, we did. And you know, Elvis hardly left the building. I think we left the building before he did. I guess he closed out the party, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm surp- I think probably Pastor Mariola might have too. She was having quite a fun time dancing. She enjoyed herself. Yes. Yeah, she definitely did. No, Elvis did a great job. It was wonderful. You know, I, I, I love I love Elvis tunes. At you least do. The, you know, the top 20 of them or so. so. Yes. He did you a really were very good job happy. too. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe when I retire, I could go into that too. That was my thought exactly. Yeah. 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 Although I suppose you could do like Frank Sinatra. Maybe I think you'd yeah. be better. Oh, I don't I, know I if love Elvis Sinatra. is here. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose you know, by the time you and I retire, I mean Elvis and Sinatra will be. Oh. You know, they'll they'll be like Bing Crosby or something. People won't even know who they are anymore. So we'll have to do. So who could you do? Well, I guess I could do like uh, Aerosmith and Led Zeppelin. Oh, or something. <laughs> please no. No. Please, no. All right. Okay. Well, I'll see what I can do. All right. Well, we are back with the fifth of our six psalms for summer. And this one is 130. Yes. Uh, it's our third psalm of ascent, I guess. Right? We did 121, 127. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third and last um, yep. of these. And then next week, we will finish this series. Well, we might have to wrap up the following week. But anyways, we'll get to our sixth psalm next week so why don't you read 130 to us yeah it's it's a wonderful powerful i think it's one of the most powerful chapters in the entire bible well speaking of that before Mm -hmm. you move on um i found out in looking at this augustine luther calvin all counted as their favorite either chapter or psalm either chapter of the bible or psalm Mm -hmm. i don't know and apparently john wesley um although he was already a pastor he was like an unconverted pastor, basically. And when he heard this being chanted in St. Paul's Cathedral, and based on what he had, based on kind of Luther's interpretation of this being a great grace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, psalm, he was converted. Oh, it's not really. There you go. It's a lot in this psalm today. Boy, you're setting us up for a big podcast. I hope so. Yeah. So it's a psalm of ascent, but oddly enough, it begins in the depths. Right. But so. it ends in the heights. It does. Yeah. So here we go. Do you want me to read it for us? Yes, I do. Okay. Psalm 130 ESV. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. 
For with the Lord there is steadfast love, with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Amen. Oh, it's a great song. Okay, before we get into the nuts and bolts, I want mm-hmm. to point out a couple things, because the people who are following along in a study guide or in my class are right now working on memorizing this mm-hmm. entire psalm. And you got tripped up on two of the places that are tripping me up, and I think it's because it's maybe NIV or whatever, but sure. in memory work. this um, It's a little awkward, let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Yeah. It's like not just my pleas, but to the voice of my pleas. That gets me every time. Mm-hmm. And then you said, more than watchmen wait for the morning, yep. and it's not there. Well, it's not there in the ESV, but I, I know this from, uh, my daily devotional is RSV. Right. And so that's how I know the psalm, and so therefore that's how I always say it. Exactly. Right, but but right, you can't mess us up like that, okay. because we are memorizing. Sorry. So right. there's no just throwing words in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you have any tips for us? I know they've been, they thought your memorizing tips have been helpful. So yeah. this one is, this one is pretty straightforward, actually. It hasn't been that bad, but the, that first, it's a little clunky, that first verse with the, oh Lord, hear my voice, let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Well, to me, that makes perfect sense. And it's sense. beautiful. Right. It's like, oh Lord, hear my voice. Mm-hmm. Hear me, God. Cry, you know. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my ear. Yeah, Please I get it. And there's so many old lords up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just absolutely love it. One of my one of my all-time favorite sections is uh, verses 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen mm-hmm. for the morning. And it's just this... Uh, the psalm makes you do what the psalm says. So yeah. the psalm makes you wait. It, it makes you wait for the Lord. Because you're saying it, you it's keep going slow and you keep saying it. Time and time and time again, it slows you way down. Right. It also makes you, like you said, go from the depths right up to the heights. Just mm-hmm. like these, you know, all this group of psalms is uh, is ascending up to the top of Jerusalem. This particular psalm is also ascending to, you know, it starts in the depths. And then even as you're memorizing it, by the time you get to this, oh, Israel, you know, hope mm-hmm. in the Lord, like you're ready to do that yourself, yeah. you know, because yeah. you've been brought down, you're waiting. You've been right. brought down and you've been recognized your sin. You know, this is why Luther called these, some of these penitential psalms, the, the Pauline psalms, because they basically preach the gospel of grace by faith right and not by works yeah and so you know it says to you O lord or, or sorry if you O lord should mark iniquities O lord who could stand right right and then it just talks about how with him there is forgiveness first and then plentiful redemption mm-hmm. oh yeah it's a, it's a fantastic fantastic psalm and in, i have used this psalm in pastoral counseling with people who find themselves going through really hard times you know whether in marriages or okay. or depth uh death or depression mm-hmm. or something like that and I, I prescribe this psalm, and I oh. say to them, just make this psalm your own. You know, I pray this psalm every single day for two uh, two weeks. Okay. Pray it out loud. Uh, listen to your voice say it. Make these words yours. Good. And uh, and, and almost, almost to a person, it has been uh, very, very helpful for people. Well, I bet, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that because we, I wasn't going to have them do the whole psalm again because we have been pretty heavy on the memory work this mm-hmm. summer, even though it's been going awesome. Um but I decided, like, what could you keep out? And plus, it's it's it has to be done as a whole, like you said. It it's is. just it, it just moves. So I did. So I'm glad to Good. hear you say that. But let me also read the... I always start with a quote from a church father, uh, usually. I guess it always has been. Mm-hmm. This time it's from Basil the Great. Do you know anything about Basil the Great? Yeah, Basil the Great. There's uh, Basil the Great and Gregory of Nazianzus. And um, there was... Per- boy, she had a Perpetua. sister. Perpetua. It might have been Perpetua. Basil the Great had a sister. And anyways, all three of them, they were like, 
it was her brother, a sister, and a good friend or cousin, and they all grew on to become doctors in the church. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, is this like 4th century, do you think, or th- what is this? Yeah, I think third? it's the late 300s, okay. as I remember. All right. So anyways, he says, Every psalm anticipates the anguish of the night and gives rest after the efforts of the day. It is safety for babes, beauty for the young, comfort for the aged, and adornment for women. Hmm. Strangely, I put it in there just because it's a little strange that there's nothing for men in there, right? Yeah, it is. And it's just kind of those who I think need some added protection here, right? We got babies, young, aged, and women. Yeah, that's true. Right. Now, that's not PC to say anymore. No. So we'd have to include something for men or we wouldn't be equitable and fair. Well, that's okay. Or to say that women need protection, but that's okay. Right. Oh, but speaking of women needing protection, can I just say one thing before we get back to this song? I'm not going to stop you now. Okay. Right. We had a bird fly into the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, what night was that? that Saturday. Was, uh, that we were trying good. to go to a, Saturday, yeah. a, our neighborhood was oh, having a big volleyball yeah. tournament and party. And we were trying to get to the party. And Matthew opened the door coming back from Hunter Safety. And with all in excitement that mm-hmm. he passed his class, just, I mean, just left the door open for an extra second. Right. A bird flew right up into our door and up into like the kind of tower stairway thing. And why, why this relates to this is because I am not about to go touching any kind of <laughs> flying bird. I had a parakeet as a child, and we had to give it back. My parents bought me a parakeet. I have a picture of me with it on my shoulders, and I'm terrified. Yeah, this it's a terrified. great picture. Yes. And we just had to give it back. I hate, I do not like being in close proximity to birds. I do not like that. So I needed your protection because yeah. you just promptly went up there, trapped it with mm-hmm. a broom, and carried it out of the house. Yeah, and it flew off, too. Yeah, it flew off outside mm-hmm. of the house. Yeah, but, but I thought we were going to be in all night. I was about to call the party and be like, "Hey, we're not coming. We got to get a bird out of our house." <laughs> well, I was a little disappointed in our dog there. I mean, because oh. you know, you got this wild animal in our house. I thought that he would immediately notice and track it down and be of some value. But well, we had to like point it out to him, like, "Look, the bird's yes. right there. Zeke, True. look up there." You know, he was. It was so. too much excitement. Okay, but we got to get back to the psalm. But anyways, so that's what Basil said about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is true, of course, of this psalm too. It anticipates the anguish of the night. That's that depth that we started yeah. with and gives yeah. rest after the efforts of the day. That's kind of the watchman waiting. That's his job, right? Um, so I thought that was a good quote to start out with. But what do we, else do we want to say about the psalm? Um, it's a way, to, what do we do when, we're, when we find ourselves in the depths? We'll cry out. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And that's, that's why I prescribe it to people okay. who find themselves... Uh, you know, who is it? I mean, Paul talks about it sometimes that the spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words because we don't know what to okay. we don't have to say for ourselves. And so God gives us these words. Right. Out of the True. depths I cry to you. Uh, and it's just a fantastic song. You know, the, the depths of sin, the depths of depression, the depths of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and just crying out to God from this. And, uh, and you can imagine being down in a pit and looking up to heaven and thinking, I'm never, ever going to get up there. And how can I possibly get out of this pit? Right. And you cry out to God and then you wait for him. Mm-hmm. Good point. And I think um, the, the message, which is Eugene Peterson's mm-hmm. you know, very modern translation of the Bible, it starts with this verse just saying, help me, the bottom has fallen out of my life. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I kind of like it. And then I also found a quote from Corrie ten Boom, who wrote The Hiding Place. Yeah. You know, she was in a Nazi... Well, she did. No, she she made it out of, yeah, she obviously made she made yeah. it out, but her family died in a concentration camp. But anyways, she says, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still, based on this psalm. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. 
It's a wonderful, wonderful song. It's also one that you and I know in at least the first verse in Hebrew. Remember mm. that? Is it have it shot? What is it? It's a min hametzar karatia. I forgot. How do you still remember that? I just remember. It's literally twenty-five years ago. We were in seminary. Yeah, yeah but we—that's uh, ridiculous. Because our, our Hebrew professor was a Jewish cantor in her synagogue. She's amazing. And so she not only taught us the language, but then she taught us the songs oh, that go or, that mm-hmm. go along with them. And so that's how I remember it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna look her up. We're gonna see what she's mm-hmm. up to these days. Um, anyways. Um, I like this idea of waiting like expectantly, right? Yeah. So we wait for the Lord, mm-hmm. but we wait like what? We wait like, like a watchman that knows the morning's come. He's been through this before. Yeah. And in our lives too, you know, we, we have to wait on the Lord quite a bit. That's just an overriding theme of scripture. I mean, mm-hmm. almost nothing happens instantaneously, right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to find other than Jesus, you know, healing on the spot mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. For us mere mortals, almost nothing happens instantaneously. God loves long periods of time mm-hmm. uh, to work on us and whatnot. And so um, this idea that we wait, but we wait in a way that we know we know he's going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, we know the sun is going to rise again. So we wait, you know, with hope. That's the other big word here and expectation. Yeah. yeah and again, I love this, the, the way the psalm talks about it. I wait for the Lord. And then my soul waits for the Lord, and in His Word I hope. In other yes, words, I'm, you know, I'm, beautiful. I'm not grounding it on myself because mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm in the depths. I'm, right. I'm frustrated as I'll get out and depressed, mm-hmm. but I'm still waiting for the Lord, and my soul waits for yep. the Lord, and in His Word I hope. Mm-hmm. And then my soul waits for the Lord more <laughs> than watchman for the morning, more than watchman for the morning, and then finally it comes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord. I love it. It's fantastic. It is. And yeah. it's more than watchmen, right? So that mm-hmm. means we do something too. We don't just wait. We do more than, right? So we have to we have to pray. We have to yeah. hope. We have to, you know, put some action into it, I think. Yeah. Or we should. I think we should. Yeah, and the sense of a watchman waiting for the morning is this, the sense of vigil mm-hmm. that you know you're uh, that watching is active. That right. you imagine uh, him out there in the the city walls. You know, staring into the darkness hour after hour after hour, mm-hmm. waiting for the sun to rise. And then if you've ever actually seen the sun rise, you know, it takes a long time. I right. mean, from the the first hints that the sun may be rising until the time it finally comes up over the horizon. True. It takes a long time and he's just, and you can't hurry it, you know, but he's mm-hmm. waiting for it and waiting for it. And that sense of fear, if you've ever been out by yourself in the middle of the night, um, all the horrible things that you've ever oh seen or read about come back come to back. you. There's an axe murder behind every tree, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, and so the, the sense of the fear that you're in, and then you that's why you put your hope in the Lord, not in yourself. So yeah. I, I just absolutely love it. Yeah. It's very nice. It's a great one. Whoop. Whoopee. I just you just pulled out pulled your plug. Out, yeah. We have our very high-tech podcasting gear here. There we go. Okay, you pulled it out. Yes? Yeah, and I'm also thrilled to hear that. I mean, I, I knew Luther loved this song. Yeah. But I'm, I, I'm thrilled to hear, too, about the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I... You know, we, we've spoken about uh, my disposition. I think classically <laughs> I'd be called, I'd have a melancholic disposition. You okay. know? And this is the sort of thing that really speaks to me. Yeah. That sense of, you know, I'm down, but my God, you're going to lift me up again. Yeah. And I wait for you to do it. Mm-hmm. Which is odd because you don't really, that's basically Paul's message. And you're not a huge, I mean, you know, you don't love the epistles as much as I do. Well, yeah. And I, I like, and I think my problem with the epistles is I like the, the kernel of the epistles. I like the theology. Right. But Paul's language is okay. just so... Okay, the writing style. Or the it, it, speaking, it's yeah. very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would much rather memorize something like this, okay. which uh, which is beautiful, it's rhythmic, 
Yes, I get poetic, that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Paul is like trying to memorize a legal document. You know, there's like clauses okay, and so sub-clauses. so it's mainly about memory and, work. Yeah. Okay, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And so I'd encourage your ladies and everyone who's and listening. And everyone. By all yeah, memorizes. Oh yeah. my goodness, this is one of the most powerful psalms. Yeah, if you haven't been going along with all of them uh, with the study guides, then just take this one and memorize yeah, it. Because it, it is a psalm that will... Yeah, there will be a time in your life when you need it. And mm-hmm. so this is a fantastic psalm to have in the, in the hopper. Mm-hmm. And we, we can't leave without talking about, you know, this very important line that does say, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, mm-hmm. who could stand, right? Right. So I think at Bible study last night, we were talking about this um, idea that people have too small of an idea of sin, right? Yeah. That like we just don't, or people just don't take it seriously in our world. I mean... Um, that sin is a big deal to God and that it separates us completely from him. Mm-hmm. But we have a God who has paid for that sin in Jesus, and so he doesn't you know, mark our iniquities. We couldn't stand if he right. you know, didn't separate us from them. And so that's like a key idea here because twice they talk about you know, his forgiveness, his steadfast love, mm-hmm. and his plentiful redemption. Plentiful redemption. Yeah. And, it, and again, redeem Israel yeah. from all his iniquities. So it's a major... You know, that's why they call it a penitential song. Yeah. And that is, and that's another one of the depths. You know, I spoke earlier about uh, depression, grief, that kind of thing. But there's also times when you realize, man, I, I, I messed up again. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that sense of I can't believe that I got tripped up by this this sin yet another time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that can just send you down into the dumps. And, of course, that's what, you know, that's Satan's playground. Right. He is the Satan. He's For the sure accuser. He loves that. So as soon as you sin, he immediately turns and puts his finger in your face and says, aha, mm-hmm. look what you've done, and you call yourself a Christian. Right. And so this is crying out to God, Lord, if you should mark iniquities, who could stand? Certainly not me. Right. But with you there is forgiveness, and I love this, that you may be feared. Yes, that's a yes. That I'm glad you line. brought that up. So, what do you think about that? There is forgiveness that you may be feared. Yeah, because you'd expect it to say that you may be loved. Sure, but that you may be feared, and I would say it's it's part and parcel of this of the the mood of this psalm. It's kind of a minor key psalm. Right? Uh-huh. So it's part and parcel of the mood of this psalm that God is uh, God. You know, we are way down here in the depths. God is way up there in the heavens, and there is this cosmic distance between us and yet we we cry out to god confident that he will hear us but any god confident of, of being able to hear us and move and act in our life that's a that's a god also to fear that's not a god right. to take lightly right you know amen um, and especially because at the moment the the psalmist is burdened by by what he's done and by what's going on in his life right Right, and God alone can forgive our sins, and mm-hmm. so we, we fear him in, in the way of reverence and awe, right? Mm-hmm. But again, in the way that we don't take our sin lightly. Yeah. And so we do, you know, we, we want to walk not in fear of messing up, I guess, but definitely in, in fear of of how powerful sin is a factor in our lives and how it can kind of take us down the yeah. wrong path, right? Yeah, yeah. And I suppose a kind of a silly example might be... Um, I'm sure this has never happened to you or to any of our listeners. Probably but let, let's not. imagine you Whatever have a, a friend right, mm-hmm. who was driving a little bit too fast, got pulled over by the police. Oh, is this you one know? of my, our children we're talking about? Or? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, you know, let's say you're driving and you get you're pulled over by the police mm-hmm. and the lights go on behind you and you oh, think, that's oh, scary. you know, that sinking in your heart that comes over and you pull over, they ask for your license and registration. And even, you know, sometimes they'll let you off the hook. They'll say, okay, I'll let you go. Oh, in the morning I always this get time. let off the hook. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
And some they'll say, I'll let you go with a warning this time, mm-hmm. but don't do it again. Right? right. And it's that, I think it's that same sense yeah. of I have been caught. Right. I was doing it is wrong. A sinking and feeling. I know yes. it. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. Yes. But with you, there is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you are to be feared. Right. That, yes, you know, it's not that you didn't, not that you were doing the right thing, you were mm-hmm. doing the wrong thing. But there's forgiveness, but there's right. also still fear. Right. Because I was caught, right? Right. And really, of the major world religions, um, are, is there forgiveness in, like, Islam? And- Great question. So in, in Judaism, there's clearly forgiveness. For sure, It's yes. understood differently. You but know? like Buddhism, uh, that's not really a concept. No, no, Buddhism, there's no sin. Yeah, there's it's, no you sin. Know, there's this karma, there's this kind of impersonal force okay. that regulates things. Uh, you know, it's really interesting because in Islam, this is one of the books I read over COVID, right? Okay. Uh, in Islam, uh, Allah is referred to as the all-merciful, the okay. all-forgiving. Right. So he's he has a title okay. of that sense. Uh, but there is really no sense of, of Allah's forgiveness. Okay. I mean, there's That's no, what I thought. I thought I no heard that. There's no Quranic verse or story that talks about Allah forgiving people. Uh, there's, you know, Allah has... He, uh, the, the whole, he he is all will. He is all sovereign, and he can do whatever he wants. And if he wants to forgive you, he will. And if he yeah, doesn't, okay. he won't. And that's just all there is. But to this it. idea—I mean, it's on page every page of the Bible is forgiveness. Every page is, yeah. is forgiveness right. and redemption. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good place to end. I think. I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being with us this summer, and we will get back to you next week with our final psalm. And memorize the psalm. Yes, memorize one thirty. Bye. Bye.